to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, the Lord Christ.
that was particularly comforting, except that I had always found life difficult, and I assumed the problem was me. Well, a lot of it was, of course, but but uh, <laughs> but it does change the fact is that it told me first that life is difficult, and so that meant that uh, I needed to uh, deal with the reality. Okay, that's fine. Now I'd like to like something else, which I found, which is love is difficult, and we don't usually think that way. But but all kinds of love are difficult. That is, it doesn't mean they're bad. It just means they're really not very easy to manage. And I think this is true of all of us. It's true of parental love which is one thing that we all agree is a good thing to have, but not so easy to admit. One of my spiritual directees uh, told me a story that he and his wife were, had decided that they needed to do something for their 17-year-old son, which was, among other things, telling no. And this was a loving thing, so they told him love. So he got up, screamed, I hate you, and ran out of the room. Well, he turned to his wife and said, Honey, remember all those years ago when we were trying to decide whether or not to have children or stick with the dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure we made the right decision? <laughs> well, that's true of all kinds of I thought, well, I'm fairly safe in reading this passage because all the way through, the only word for love is the word agape. That's true of the verbs, that's true of the uh, nouns, everything. I thought that's safe. And in the 1920s, Professor Nygren made a sharp distinction between love uh, as agape and eros, uh, our romantic love that withdraws us to other people. And there are four kinds of love, traditionally in Greek culture. Uh, that is, there is sorge, uh, which is the nice love you feel for pets, affection. There is philia, which is your uh, friendship. There is eros, romantic longing love. And there is agape. Well, his reviewers promptly pointed out to him that isn't that neat and creepy. <laughs> and that's what I like to do. I like to keep the distinction between agape and eros a little loose, as it is in the language. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever been in love or fallen in love. Well, <laughs> I hope all of you. But uh, there's one little problem. Uh, if you've ever been in love, and I was not born alone, I have been in love, uh, it's good for many things, but sadly, good judgment is not one of them. The other thing is, it's kind of like falling down a well. <laughs> well, it's a wonderful thing, and one of the things that you notice about it is that it is that sudden and that all-encompassing 
Now, one of the things is, some of the church fathers said, well, God can't heal Eros. Uh, after all, he's God. And for that matter, it's only used once in the New Testament of God. But, uh, he can surely heal Agape, and Agape's safe, right? Uh, well, not really. I'd like to leave this safe and say that there's a real difference between the two, but it's also true that God loves us with that longing love. He, he does, in fact, the problem is they say, well, he can't need anything, and Eros is a needy love. You know, so uh, I'd like to suggest that there is one good side of this, which is one of the great problems when you fall in love with anybody, if you're a human being, is trying to know whether or not the other party reciprocates. And that isn't any easy thing to do. Not only is he, she trying to play hard and get, but they aren't any more clear of you than you are of them. But there's one thing here that we can be absolutely certain of. God loves us. Specifically, this very individual person that we are. Now, there's a great passage in one of St. Gregory of Nyssa's commentaries on the Song of Songs, which expresses that, which is, he portrays the Beloved as Christ, bounding over the hills, tapping on the rings, arriving at your house, Peering in the window, knocking at the door, rattling the eaves and looking around, so eager to see the beloved. And there is you, the soul, in there, towering back and trying to decide when you want to open the door. I find that a wonderful image. I'm still trying to decide about the door. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things that we do is that we need to reciprocate ourselves. And that is the kind of thing which in the uh, epistle for today uh, is something that is closely connected with our love of other human beings and our love of ourselves. Now I suppose I could trot out love your neighbor as yourself, and that might be a good example, except that most of us do. <laughs> we don't love ourselves very well, <laughs> and therefore we don't love, we love other people the same way, which is not very well. One of the things that I thought that might be helpful here is to look at one of the things you can do. God loves us exactly as we are. Now, when I was in Santa Barbara, uh, and was stationed there, I went for confession to one of the Franciscans at the mission. And he gave me a little list of things to meditate as I prepared my uh, confession. And one of them was kind of little pious things or things that were funny. And then he would add his own commentary to use for the meditation. One of them that I especially liked was, God, I want, I want to fly like an eagle what I dwell on turkeys. <laughs> and he added that uh, uh, 
<laughs> but nonetheless, it was a good thing to think about, which is to think that God loves you, clubbing along, not very, very bright, not very good, uh, and God loves you exactly then. Not necessarily as you, that is, he doesn't necessarily like all the things you are, but he does love you. That is the kind of love which we are to feel in reciprocation of God and with respect to brothers and sisters. We're to love them as they are. That means we don't mean to prove them, turn them into somebody else. Uh, that we need to love ourselves as we are very hard. Uh, and at the same time, to learn to love God as God is. Now you say, well, what's not to love in God? And that is, that's very easy. Because there's a, the root of all human sin in the Old Testament is right there. It's idolatry. Making your own designer God. The one that fits you, the bespoke God. And is constantly pointing out the trouble is that God can't say. So you have to decide that what you want to love is the real God, not the bespoke God. And God is tremendously good, but shall we say not always nice. <laughs> now, that comes back to other people. Now, there are two things there that struck me, one of which is uh, you aren't required to love them other than as they are. You're to love them in and through who they are, but you aren't God. You don't have to learn them, love them uh, in any way with the kind of total knowledge and love that he has. That's good, because I can't do it. Uh, sometimes you can do things like what I once did, is I'm not one of those people that are the touchy feely type, in case you hadn't noticed. And <laughs> as a parish priest, you're often inquired to uh, do and be for other people things that they need, and you don't especially. And I, there was somebody in our, my congregation in Berkeley, or one of them, who was like 6'3", very big, very, very touchy-feely. He needed to have this in. I would see him coming and think, oh, stay put. <laughs> because that was what he needed. He needed that kind of bodily contact. And I was the pastor. So, I did. And uh, since he was a delightful fellow, I don't know if he ever... The thing is, that was the thing I could give him. And that's something, there's always something you can give. If only it's your attention for a minute. You don't have to love them with the total love that God loves us with. Uh, because A, you can't do it, and B, uh, it's not something that is really needed or wanted. But for that one moment, you can give a little bit of attention. The other thing is not to feel that you have to manufacture feelings that are appropriate to what you think is love. Now, this is something which is also a power issue because uh, children are often placed in the position 
of needing to manufacture the feelings their parents liked. Uh, I was the oldest son, so I was the one who was the good winner for this. My brother didn't have to do it because dad finally loved re learned reality. But, but the thing is that a child learns to do that because that's one of the ways in which you achieve safety in a household. But you can't do that in the wider world. Uh, you can do your best, but one, you can't do it, and B, you're giving the other party you're giving yourself, or the other party is giving you tremendous power over who and what they are in ways that you don't want. I didn't want. And it's taken me a long time, and I'm not there yet to realize the thing I can do is do the best I can to feel, to wish, but and, but not to require myself to try to create feelings that I don't feel uh, for the sake of other people. It's demeaning to them and not possible for me. The other thing that uh, comes along is finally uh, to be open for goodwill to all. And that means that you will the good of all the people whom you encounter within the very limited degree that you can do that. You don't require to have a total giving encounter with the newsboy. You may be with your wife or your husband or with your best friend or with people you encounter. Each degree is different and all of those are a reflection of love, but the first thing is that you intend the good of all of them and let God decide what good is. Very often you can't tell. Now that is part of the love but it's all bounded up in one thing. You don't have to start by deciding whether your divine love loves you. You never, never had love like this. So I hope you're not like me, cowering inside behind the door, wondering whether to open it. I'm telling you, he's there, he wants you, God loves you, so open wide, can't ever do anything other and give your love. And now to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, be ascribed as is most justly to Almighty Majesty, power, and praise, now and forever. Amen. Amen.